this is Kenya of My Magical Cottage Core Life. And today, or rather tonight, we're going to talk about some fun things you can do when you go night fishing. I'm actually on the dock right now, or actually the boardwalk, in Algonac, Michigan, with my husband. And I'm not doing too much fishing, but he's doing most of the work. But we are night fishing. And let's talk about how that works and things that can make it a little bit easier or fun. So take out your big book of stuff. Turn to the fishing area, hunting, gathering, whatever section you have marked off for this sort of thing. And get ready to write some things down that you may or may not know already. And above all, let's have some fun. So I'm sitting here on the boardwalk and I'm right on the River St. Clair. And I'm looking at his lovely fishing poles all against the railing. And the first thing I see is that they are glowing. You heard me, they're glowing. You see, he puts those little light sticks on the ends of them so that he can see them at night in case they start to move really quickly. Or if it wasn't deep water, he'd be able to retrieve them if they fell into more shallow water a lot easier because they glow. So maybe think about that. Another thing he does, he also uh, will sometimes put them on his other equipment. Again, it makes it easier to see. So that's something you can do. And you can usually find those things at the dollar store. So maybe put that in your tackle kit and your toolbox. And if you hear those tinklings, those are bells. So I'm sitting out here still, as I said in the last part of our podcast, and my husband's sitting there looking at his poles, and I said I heard a little tinkle because of the bell he has, but it didn't tinkle a lot, so that means there was no fish. So he won't frown at me now for not telling him that the bell was tinkling, because I know that if it's a big tinkle, I need to either call him over here, or at least try to grab it and tell him to come over. So... You know, let's introduce the hubby. Kyle, say hi. Hello. See, he does exist. He really does. And he puts those bells on there because he's like this super uber amateur fisherman. So he has bells because he has more than one pole. And that way he can kind of monitor a bunch of them together. Because he just has to have more than one pole to harass the poor little fish. All right, Kyle. All right. So the bells are there again, just so that he knows if he has a bite. Okay, so we talked about bells, and I called my husband an amateur fisherman, to which he has taken exception. Okay, you are not an amateur fisherman. You are very good at fishing, but you don't do it to earn money and have a television show, so that's why I called you amateur and not a pro. But he's really very good at fishing. He's very, very good at it. And now I get the mmm, but he is really good at it. 
another thing he has is he has this setup he has, even though he's night fishing now, with this wagon. And he puts his tackle box in there, his fishing poles, his buckets and random odds and ends, and this thing he has at his feet. Um, it's a lantern that has a charger on it. And the Bluetooth. So that's fun. So if you decide to go night fishing, you might want a lantern too. It lights everything up. <clears throat> oh, it's bright. Okay, that's in my eye. And um, it makes it a lot easier for him. But the only thing I'm wondering about is does it draw mosquitoes? No, but it does draw moths and little gnats. Okay, so keep that in mind that. If you don't like moths and gnats, then that might not be for you. But it is very bright out here because there's not many lights over here. I mean, there's lights on the boardwalk, but we are on a river and the other side is Canada. So the only thing you really see over there are a couple of house lights, maybe one or two light poles and anything else would be cars. So that's something else you might want to put in your equipment box. So as I always say, whenever I do an episode about fishing with my husband, um, I'm not doing any fishing. I'm just here uh, helping him fish by making sure that the chair does not rise up into the sky and disappear. So I hold it down by sitting on it. But I have caught fish before. I just feel so bad for them, you know? They're like, help me, help me. I'm like, I feel so badly for you. But um, yeah, so he's cracking open some more of those light sticks. But what he's also got lined up in front of him that he can see is this array of bait. And this particular bait is cut up catfish that he's already caught so he can catch himself a sturgeon. Now understand he can't keep the sturgeon. He can't even take it all the way out of the water. But he can, he can catch the sturgeon. However, there is an exception to that. I think he's allowed one sturgeon to keep per season if it meets certain weight and length requirements. 42 to 50 inches long. He said 42 to 50 inches long. So he could keep it for that, but only one. But anything else bigger than that, you know, that, that would just be something to say, hey, I caught a sturgeon. So that's pretty cool. And um, he's also got this wash bucket. It's this five gallon bucket of uh, water. Is there soap in that water? Of just clear water that he can use to rinse his hands off because fish are slimy. They're gross. <laughs> They're slimy and gross. And uh, he just caught a, uh, was that a rock bass? A boat fin. He caught a boat fin. A bow fin. Bow fin, boat fin, whatever. It's a bow fin. <laughs> and um, it was really cool looking and then he let it go, which was, which was great because that made me happy. So think about a bucket and what kind of bait you're going to use. And use a fish to catch a fish. Especially if they're a goby, right? Because gobies are invasive. Gobies have to be dead by law, he said. Okay, so he has this weird array of stuff he uses to catch these fish. There's this liquid that he puts on the bait, uh, it's lure. What kind are you using? 
I have garlic oil and anise oil. Are you catching the fish or cooking the fish? A little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Internal marinade. That's so wrong. Okay. <laughs> and um, you have those slimy W words, those worms, you have those. And do you search, do you have minnows tonight? Not tonight, because I was only going to be out here for a few hours. Normally I'd have a bucket of large minnows for this area. Did you see that episode on uh, YouTube or something where a lady made macaroni and cheese from the left with the leftover minnows? I'm not doing that. I've seen the struggle meals posted on the fishing sites quite often, usually during ice fishing season. Yes, we're not doing that. that that's not going to happen here. You put it on your heaters and your ice shanty, so you warm up your mac and cheese, then you throw your leftover minnows on it, and there you go, you got lunch. We're not doing that. I, I, listeners, we're not doing that. Um, another thing, though... I just want to take a moment to talk about my husband's voice. Isn't it great? He's so sweet. I love his voice. I love his voice so much. And he's a singer, too. He used to sing, wait, bass. Yep, daddy sing bass. Okay, you sing bass. So, he has a really good voice. I used to be in music, too, but I wasn't that much of a singer. I played trumpet and cornet. and So, you get it, so... Now I'm a second alto as far as vocal, but I, I've started out soprano, and, and I ruined my voice, so there you go. But moving on. Okay, so you've got this special episode where both of us are here, so I just, I want to ask him a question, since we're, we're both here, you and I are here, and we're friends, right? So let's, let's ask him, why do you fish at night? Well, there's no one else around to bother me. That and a lot of the bigger fish come out at night, like catfish, sturgeon, muskie, and pike also roam through the nighttime. Sounds like you got a lot of scary fish. And as you can tell, we're on the boardwalk. That's why somebody's honking in the background. But, okay, so of those fish, which one is the scariest and most likely to hurt you when you're trying to get it? Catfish. Spines. Yep. They got slime on their barbs that can pierce you and cause you a nasty infection. At least with the pike and muskie, you know, that stay away from the pointy end, which is their teeth. Okay, so what about the muscalunge or the muskie? Are they going to bite you? Normally, no, but don't reach your hand in their mouth. They got some wicked teeth. I refer to them as the wolf of the freshwater seas just because they get so huge and even a smaller muskie, if you catch one, a large one will come up and try to eat that small muskie. Well, that's just trifling and I just want to point that out. That is really, really messed up. Um, But it is peaceful out here at night. I will give him that. It is very nice. It's peaceful. It's quiet. Too quiet. Just wait till you start jumping. Yeah. So, looking forward to random things jumping in the black of the night from the depths of the water. You know there's sea monsters in Michigan, right? 
The indigenous have a lot of sea sea monsters here. Yes, called the musky. No, there's other things here. Something else that he does to his fishing poles, which I haven't seen. Of course, there's more things in heaven and earth than I have dreamt of. Horatio, yada, yada, yada. But I'm looking at him and he's got these zip ties on the railing. And they're like little bitty like wedge points there for the pole to stay in so it doesn't fall down. But you and I, Kyle, were talking about something earlier that holds the pole down. Yeah, they make rod holders that you can attach to the railing with C-clamps, basically, or U-clamps, and the rod slides down through it so that way the fish can't pull it out of the rod holder. Didn't you lose a, a pole recently? Yeah, but that was because of a jet skier that got too close. Yeah, and he got the hook, didn't he? Yes, he did. And he messed up his machine. And this is what we get for being inconsiderate boaters. You should be careful with your watercraft and practice kindness and vigilance. And um, according to what my husband said, they had actually tried to signal them and tell them that they were fishing there. Yep, we were waving them off to go further out. They ignored us and blew right past. Normally it's not an issue if people are using the thin clear plastic line. But I use braided line, which does not snap off, especially with my 100-pound test line. So I ended up getting wrapped up in his propeller. And this is what happens. And now he looks like an extra from a Clive Barker movie. That was dark, and it's dark out here. take a break to give you a slice of a visual of what's happening here while we're doing this. Kyle and I are sitting in chairs looking at this black expanse of river, but there's no stars that we can see because of the light pollution. No, more so just because it's cloudy. It's cloudy? I can't even see the cloudiness. Okay. And, um, well, see, I have glasses. You don't. <laughs> oh, I can see it now. So he's sitting here in a t-shirt, just as comfortable as you please, and I'm sitting here in a sweater and a tank top, top and full jeans, and I am freezing. Um, he's in his folding chair, and I am in something like in a dinner rack chair. So that's what we're doing. We're just sitting here and enjoying the night air and the night breeze and the nightlife. And speaking of nightlife, today's music is nightlife. Uh, from Pixabay by Michael Cobrin, I think it is. So it's Michael K-O-B-R-I-N. And just now, uh, Kyle spotted a tanker floating through the river. It's really, really gorgeous. Um, it's not really impressive during the day. I mean, tankers are impressive because they're large, but when you see those running lights, it's just so pretty. It's like a, a necklace of stars that's been spread out over the water and it's just gliding by. So that's kind of cool. All right, back to the show. Well, it is getting late and I had a pot roast in the uh, slow cooker for my daughter. 
and I'm hoping she ate. I did, you know, get in touch with her and told her, you know, go ahead and eat dinner, and I hope she did. I don't know how much will be left by the time we get home. There wasn't a lot of roast there as far as uh, meat, and I know that I left some good sides there, but she might just want to fill up on meat. Sometimes she does that. Me, I want to fill up more on vegetables, and I'm finding that as time passes on, I want meat less and less, but I'm not going to put that on you. That's my bag. That's not your bag. So we're not going to lay that at your feet. But I think pretty soon, uh, I'll probably have my own little crock pot just of uh, more so vegetables than anything else. But we'll see. I digress. But one thing we do have in our house is a lot of fish. This man catches so much fish. I mean, there's perch. There's walleye. There's catfish, which I don't eat. Pike. And what was the other one? I think I caught I'm sorry? And silver bass. So we get quite a, a bit of fish in our house. So we're not we're not hurting for fish. Uh, one fish you can't catch that I really love though doesn't swim through here and that's white whiting. But that's okay because Michigan has white fish. I just don't think it's this far down. But um yeah, you have to go to, to Lake Huron. We'd have to go a little bit farther up uh, the, the mitten to get to that. But that's okay. I do like whitefish, though. I like it a lot. But um, I also like the perch. So we have an embarrassment of riches in our freezer. It's a good thing, you know?